flash for anyone who's new to baseball. If you're a major league hitter and you make contact to the degree of 113.8 miles per hour, 113.2 miles per hour, and then 117.5 miles an hour in your first three plate appearances, this is actually a good thing. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning from Milwaukee. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, well, that's just a good idea. <laughs> I humbly recommend that you check out my daily shots of Steelers and Penguins right where you found this. Brewers 7, Pirates 5, unspeakably awful loss uh, on so many levels. And I don't make a habit of sending people from one form of medium that I do to another, but I can't strongly enough ask you to go read the column that I have up on DK Pittsburgh Sports this morning because uh, you'll see. You'll see. In the meantime, I want to talk about exit velocity here today because there sure seems to be an awful lot of discussion about it as if it's some bad thing or as if it's some sort of PR maneuver that the pirates are putting off on people. You know, mention how hard Odile Cruz is hitting the ball and they won't look at his batting average. Aha! As if they're like this diabolical department of evil doofenshmirtzes ganging up on you to make you think things that you shouldn't be thinking. Oh. Cruz hit the ball that hard in his first three plate appearances against Corbin Burns, National League Cy Young winner. And... When he got that third one, the 117.5 miles an hour, it was a three-run homer that gave the Pirates a 4-3 lead in the fifth inning. And it was just majestic in the cruise kind of way. Those of you who go way back will recall when you were referring to majestic home runs, you were always talking about Willie Stargels, which came with a really crazy high arc because he had that windmill swing and would get under it. Cruz hits lasers. It's what he does. In his first two at-bats, there was a line out, and then there was a ground out. These balls were absolutely blistered, and they came within the context of pretty healthy overall approaches that he had all night. On the home run, he got three straight balls out of Burns before he even took his bat off his shoulder. It was a 3-1 count when he hit it out. That's not what you're used to seeing from Cruz. But when he does stay in his zone and he hits the ball with that kind of ferocity, it really, really goes. And when it does, understand that he's doing something that other humans can't do. He is literally right now hitting the ball harder than it's ever been recorded. This, my friends, is a skill. It's a controllable, to an extent, repeatable, to an extent, skill. Batting average isn't. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience 
underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Now, let me get this part out of the way. I believe that the main reason for a negative reaction to the term exit velocity is the same reason that people over multiple, probably countless or infinite generations have had a negative reaction to any new term because it's new and it's not how they thought of things when it was a new sport or a new event to them in their childhood. Whereas pretty much everybody who's alive right now grew up with pitching velocities being accepted. Well, yeah, pitcher, he throws 95 or 96. You see that guy? He's really got something. But now that they're measuring how hard the ball is hit, it's seen as some sort of newfangled demon, which is insane. It's insane. I... I am here to tell you that Hannes Wagner had one goal when he went up to the plate, and it was to hit the ball hard. It wasn't to hit it directionally. It wasn't to hit it where they ain't. It was to hit it hard. Stargell, Clemente, Wainer, Kiner, Parker, McCutcheon, go right through the list of the best hitters in franchise history. And you will find a list of hitters who hit the ball hard. They could do something that other people couldn't. Clemente used to talk about it openly. That was his singular objective when he went to the plate. And that was what he was most known for in his playing days, even more so than the arm. The arm makes for really fun videos way, way, way after the fact. But what he had built his reputation on was his consistently hard contact. And the reasoning for this is simple. The harder you hit it, the better the chance that it isn't caught. I can't believe I have to even say this to people. But it's come up an awful lot, and almost always exit velocity is cited in some derisive form. Oh, yeah? Well, how's his exit velocity? Ha, ha, ha. What? What? Really? That's that's your negative in this situation that O'Neill Cruz is pulverizing the baseball when he makes contact? Now, do you want him to have all of his numbers up? Even if you want to get as dated as referring to batting average, sure, of course you do. You want the OBP to be up. You want the OPS to be up. You want everything to be up. You want him to have the same poise in all of his plate appearances that he had last night. Not just the contact, but everything that went into it. I'm going to remind everybody that this is a rookie, and it's a rookie that pitchers are careful with. Opposing pitchers. And the Pirates internally talk about this a lot, have pitched him selectively. They don't want to give him something to pulverize. Why? Because he can. Because with one swing, like the one he took last night off Burns, he can change the entire course of the game. I brought up exit velocity last night here with Derek Shelton, and this was what he had to say as it related to Cruz. 
Yeah, I think I think yeah. so. I think that's the one thing that that we can hang our hat on is when guys are taking good swings that and they're hitting the ball hard. That you know that's a really good thing. Now, if he hits a line drive at 113 right at the second baseman or a ground ball, you know, then uh, we just have to keep going. But definitely progress with him. I mean, good swings uh, throughout the entire night. That's it, man. The rest of this is it's fairy tale stuff. This idea that well, if he wouldn't swing as hard, I've heard this one. If he wouldn't swing as hard, he'd maybe make more contact and put the ball where they're not, like hit away from the shift. Directional hitting, like other than hitting to the right side, this doesn't exist at all in baseball anymore. There's no more Pete Rose. Uh, Wade Boggs, Rod Carew types that are dropping in oppo hits. I should mention Tony Gwynn in that one as well. I mean, they can go that way, but it's not like you're looking out at the field like you're playing billiards or something. and You're just going to drop a ball somewhere. Hey, look at me. I did it. I dropped the baseball. No, man, you're just swinging the bat. You're trying to make contact. You're trying to make hard contact. Why are we even talking about this? It's insane. When we come back, J1Q... from Matt Costello who asks Bryce Wilson literally can't get nine consecutive outs. Sometimes he can't even get six. Why is he still out there every fifth day? I don't know, Matt. I mean, to watch his outing here last night is to understand that this is just not a big league starter and I'm not sure it's a big league pitcher in any capacity. Uh, If that sounds mean, whatever. I'm not the one out there getting those results. And when I talk about his results, to kind of swing back to the opening segment, I'm not just talking about the hits. I'm talking about the fact that the moment he took the mound in this one, he was getting blistered. He was fooling nobody. He had a couple of screamers that he gave up right off the bat that Brian Reynolds had to go huffing and puffing and chasing all over creation out in center field. And then he had a couple others that went boom, like right at fielders. Here, too, what the pitcher is most looking to control, especially the pitchers that aren't strikeout guys, is ding, 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 hard contact. The softer contact they get, the better the results end up being. Not all the time, not 100% of the time. Why, in fact, in this game early on, Burns of the Brewers gave up two of the softest singles you've ever seen to Ben Gamble and to Reynolds. Do you think he was kicking himself over those? No, because you can't control the result or the outcome. All you can do is control the process. And the process is aimed from a pitching standpoint toward soft contact or no contact at all. Whereas from the hitter standpoint, yeah, right. Wilson isn't good at any of this. The only reason that Wilson is starting This deep into the season, after the terrible performances he's had, really, at all levels, including AAA, is that the GM made a bad trade. Sent Richard Rodriguez to the Braves at the time when Rodriguez looked like he was actually something of a find, considering the market that had been built up for him. And Wilson isn't any good. 
Oh, also one other thing, the front office back in Pittsburgh really doesn't care all that much. I don't want to say they don't care at all, but really doesn't care all that much about anything that happens the rest of this way, the regular season to these players and to this team. It's as if this is just some uh, Petri dish in a lab. And they have a plan for it in two or three years, but it's so ice cold, so insensitive to what's actually happening here. And that's that's why I want you. No, no, no. I'm actually going to insist that you go and read this column that I have up on DK Pittsburgh Sports today. I'll talk more about this column on tomorrow's show. But for now, some things are just better with the written word. And I want you to go check this out. I appreciate the J1Q. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. And as I just mentioned, we're going to do another one of these tomorrow. Tomorrow.